Hey, good morning. It's good to be with you as we uh, continue in our time of Acts together. Sorry, yesterday morning I recorded this and went out on my blog and went out on um, podcast and I believe YouTube as well. Um, but for some reason, it didn't go through on Facebook. I don't really know what that was about. So we talked yesterday about um, Paul's conversion. So if you want to go back, I'll include a link to yesterday's video um, in the description here. Just that way, if you missed it, you can go back and watch it or listen to it if you weren't able to get to it. Um, I don't know what that was about. Who knows? Um, technology sometimes. Hopefully, this one will go through. We'll, we'll see. We may have some more problems we didn't go through. We may have to figure some stuff out. So, um, But today... We're going to be reading uh, what happens to Paul after his conversion. After Ananias um, prayed for him, called him brother, loved him. Uh, we see what happens to Paul. We're going to be reading um, chapter 9, verse 19 through 25. Uh, it's chapter 9, verse 19 through 25. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who invoked this name? And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priest? Saul became increasingly more powerful and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. After some time had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night that may kill him, but the disciples took him by night and led him down to an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. If you remember during Bible school, we reflected upon different uh, people, and I believe this is one of the ones we reflected upon, how they snuck Paul out of um, out of Damascus to keep him from being killed. So today we see Paul after his conversion in um. <laughs> We were Holly somehow um, saw something, I think, on Facebook or somewhere. We give her a hard time. Anytime she <laughs> says something we don't think is right, we say, would you see it on Facebook? That's kind of our family's running joke. But uh, she saw something somewhere about how, um, maybe it was the news, um, that apparently with artificial intelligence, people are getting your voice and like um, creating fake Call saying that you've been kidnapped, and the answer to the the news suggested on how to know if you someone was really being kidnapped um, was to have a code, a safe word, or a code word. Whereas me and the children, our response was, "Well, just check Life Three Sixty, and you'll see where we are." So you know, or maybe call us if you think we've been kidnapped. But she wanted to have a safe word, and so uh, our safe word um, is a, it, I joke. Well, it's got to be something that I would never say. I would never, you know, uh, speak. So we we joke thought all the stuff that I would never um I would never do or never say and if I if 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 I'm really being kidnapped I got to say those words or they've got to say those words I'm saying that to say that must have been how the people in Damascus felt because they say here all who heard him were amazed that is this not the man who wreaked havoc in Jerusalem among those who invoked his name. And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priest? So the people in Damascus couldn't believe it because Saul was coming there to stop those who believed in Jesus. Like that was the purpose he was sent for. He was sent. He went to the high priest, got permission, and his purpose was going to be to stop the church and to, to stop in some way those who were professing Jesus. Like that was what Saul's plan was. Yet here he is now, 
proclaiming the name of Jesus. And it says here, he, he, he proved that Jesus was the Messiah through, of course, using the Old Testament, as we've seen so many times in the book of Acts. So this must have been just unrat, uh, you know, bewildering for the people to see Saul, who had come to cause all this trouble, now proclaiming the name of the one who he was to persecute. Um, and that's a, it's pretty amazing. What following Jesus does, y'all, it makes us act different. We should be different post-conversion. Like I've heard somebody, like I've, well, I've said before, said this before in sermons. If you tell people that you're a Christian, they go, really? That's not a good sign. Folks should know that we're a Christian. Our life should be so radically different from the world around us. We should just live so radically different from everyone else around us that there should be no question that there's something different about us. There was no question to the people in Damascus that there was something different about Paul. His life was so radically different post-meeting Jesus, that he was what Paul would later describe in his letters, a new creation. He was a new man. He was different. And our lives should and must be different when we've met Jesus. I love I love what it says in 1 Peter 3.15, <clears throat> where Peter writes these words. Peter says, always be ready to give a defense for the hope that you have. That, that to me is one of my favorite verses about evangelism. One of my favorite verses in the Bible about the Christian life. Always be ready to give a defense for the hope that you have. In other words, our lives should be so radically different. Our lives should be just so different that folks go, what's wrong with you? Why do you act like that? Why do you love like that? Why do you forgive like that? Why do you show grace like you do? Why do you act like you act? And when people say, why do you do that? We can then say, well, the reason why I do this is because of Jesus. Always be ready to give a defense for the hope that you have. Paul's life is radically different. Paul is not the same man in Damascus that he was when he left from Jerusalem. And what was that difference? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was the difference. Jesus was the difference in Paul's life. And friends, Jesus should be the difference in our life. Are we different after meeting Jesus? No. Not are we perfect. Not do we have everything figured out. Not have we got it all done right. But are we different? I heard a story once in a sermon about a man who just re recently gotten saved. And he'd been saved for a few months. It was really on fire for the Lord. And after a few months, he he made some, he kind of fell back into a couple bad habits and uh, made some of the old mistakes he made. And he quickly realized what he'd done and quickly realized the mistakes he'd made. And so he goes to his pastor and says, listen, I've messed up. I really messed up. I've made some mistakes. I, I've done some stuff wrong. I've really 
really messed up. How do I know that I'm a Christian? How, how do I know that I that I'm a Christian? I messed it up. I can't be a Christian. And um. And the uh, preacher said said this. He said, "Well, in the past, when you made the mistakes that you made today, he said, how'd you feel? I said, didn't bother me in the least. No big deal." He said, "Well, how do you feel now?" He said. I feel terrible. I feel awful. I feel like a failure. And the preacher said, well, that's how you know you're a Christian. You're different. And the things you used to do in the past that didn't bother you, now you've got the Holy Spirit. And now you feel conviction because of what you, because of, of what, of what you've done. You feel convicted by the Spirit because of the mistakes that you made and you want to repent and be different. Being a Christian doesn't mean we're always going to get it right. Being a Christian means we're going to try to do better tomorrow because of Jesus. And it means that when we do mess up, we're going to say we're sorry. We're going to ask forgiveness. We're going to repent. We're going to turn. We're going to be different. Jesus makes us different. So we see here that Paul is different. And it, of course it goes so bad. The people are so mad about it. They try to kill him. So <laughs> now for the first of many times, they try to kill Paul, uh, try to kill Saul, right? He's still Saul at this point. But um, this is just going to be a running thing in his life that he's going to, they're going to try to kill him. They're going to beat him up. They're going to leave him for dead. It's going to happen all the time. And Saul had some friends and some disciples who looked out for him. So in our life, it's good to have those folks who look out for us as well. Make sure we surround ourselves with people who are going to be there for us. But um, Saul today, he's different. He's different. And that difference is Jesus. Y'all, that's what makes the difference. So let's be different today than we were before we met Jesus. Let's follow him. And let's let that difference be to all the evidence in the example of God's love in us. Okay. Have a great day today. Thanks for being with us. See you tomorrow.